So today we have a rather self-contained topic. If you've ever stood next to someone in an operating theatre that is operating in the neck, there is a good chance you were questioned about the carotid sheath. What is it? Where is it? And what are its contents? These are all questions we will aim to answer for you in the next five minutes. The carotid sheath then is a tube of fibrous connective tissue that runs deep within the neck, from the base of your skull to your thoracic inlet, or the opening to your chest cavity. It is a type of deep fascia that houses and protects a vitally important neurovascular bundle, including the great vessels of the neck. Think of it as a type of zip tie or cable tidy that protects and organises a nerve, an artery and a vein that are either leaving or entering the brain. More detail on them shortly, but first, where exactly is it? If you look in the mirror and grimace at yourself, you will see a muscle contracting just deep to the skin in your neck. What you are looking at are the fibres of the flat-shaped platysma muscle, where the term platysma comes from the ancient Greek term for flat. You have likely heard of the weird egg-laying venomous mammal called the platypus, which means flat foot, that shares the same prefix platy or flat as your platysma. If you dissect deep to this flat platysma muscle, you encounter further musculature, and perhaps the most commonly mentioned of these is the muscle often abbreviated as the SCM muscle, which is short for the sternocleidomastoid muscle. Now as names go, this is a great descriptive term, as the muscle attaches from the sternum, hence sterno, the medial end of the clavicle, which if we translate from Latin to ancient Greek is clido, and the mastoid, which is the breast-shaped bit of bone posterior and inferior to your pinna or your ear. You've likely encountered this word in the operation to remove breast tissue, a mastectomy, both sharing the mast or breast prefix. So your left and right sternocleidomastoid muscles pass from the left and right mastoid processes behind the ear and converge towards the sternal notch and clavicle. Why I mention these is deep to this muscle we finally encounter the carotid sheath, which is located laterally to the trachea and larynx or your airway. This is the area you can palpate the carotid pulse. Now what this hopefully highlights to you is just how deep the carotid sheath is in the neck, and for good reason. We have evolved to bury the important, fragile, pulsating structures in our neck to avoid them being damaged in trauma. And the carotid sheath is another example of such protection offered to these vessels. So the next natural logical question is, what are the vessels and what is the contents of the carotid sheath? Well, running up and down your neck you have a van, a mnemonic for a vein, artery and a nerve, hence van. The vein is easy enough. All blood that passes from the brain travels in the internal jugular vein, which itself is found within the carotid sheath. The artery that travels in the sheath carrying blood in the opposite direction to the brain begins life as the common carotid artery, which can be found in the inferior section of the carotid sheath. However, it branches and splits into two arteries, or bifurcates as we often call this split in action, into the internal and external carotid arteries. The external carotid artery leaves the sheath and is therefore not contained within, but the internal carotid artery continues in the superior portion of the sheath until it passes through a hole in the underside of the skull. So the carotid sheath is also a good name, as it contains two carotid vessels, both a continuous bit of tubing 
but given different names. The last structure then is a nerve. Now, obviously, nobody's sad enough to have a favourite nerve in the body, especially not me, that's for sure. But let's say someone did have a favourite, not me, but someone else, then this wanderer of a nerve found in the carotid sheath would be a great candidate. My favourite nerve, I mean, um, the nerve found in the carotid sheath then, is the vagus nerve, which translates to the wanderer, which is also a good name for this nerve, as it seems to wander everywhere and does everything. It is motor and sensory for structures spanning from the ear canal down to the large intestine. It is parasympathetic for almost all the viscera, including your heart, lungs and GI tract. And it is a nerve really deserving of a five-minute podcast dedicated to it, which will probably last about ten minutes. The last couple of things we find in the sheath then are some deep cervical lymph nodes, and that's it. A vein, an artery, a nerve, some lymphatics. Now, as for clinical relevance, there is not a great deal to say, really. We mentioned its protective function. It is a potential for some deep neck space infections or cancers to spread to the sheath, and when they do, they can disrupt the contents within, but this is rare. The carotid sheath is also encountered with the condition of carotid blowout syndrome, an uncommon but much feared complication of head and neck cancer with the carotid artery walls necrose and rupture due to tumour involvement or post-radiotherapy, and sometimes infection on top of these factors. As you can imagine, this unfortunately has a very high mortality rate, but this is also rare. And that is the carotid sheath, a favourite artery of questioning for both clinicians and anatomists alike. What is it, where is it, and what is found within the sheath? All questions you should now be able to answer. Thanks for stopping by today. Speak to you again soon on Dissectable Me. Dissectable Me.